And Colin Lil, the leader, a length over Ballet Suite. Imperial Ass on the fence, followed by Platinum Witness. Sabrina is picking up ground over near the inside, followed by What a Lovely Day. Heavens above our deep on the track. And then Rustic Melody, Ungrateful Allen, followed by No Tricks, Exquisite Jewel. Winx is on her way forward now. They're followed by Zazali. Further back, Swift Lady Anafora and Yulong Baby is last. They come to the home turn. Colin Lil, the leader. Imperial Ass is issuing the challenge on the outside as they come around the Bend. They're three in front of Ballet Suite. Sabrina, Rustic Melody, Heavens Above, and Winx has pulled to the outside. 300 metres to go. Imperial Ass has gone to the lead from Colin Lil. Here's Winx. She's winding up and have a look at her go inside the 200 metres mark. And Winx has raced to the lead from Imperial Ass, Ungrateful Allen. And this is a monstrous win in the Oaks. Winx ease down. Three links, Ungrateful Allen. Imperial Ass third from Zazali, Rustic Melody, no tricks. Uh, followed by Ballet Sweet, Yulong Baby, What a Lovely Day, Sabrina, Colin Lil, a long way back, exquisite... Ju Winks winning the uh, 2015 Queensland Oaks, which we're going to see tomorrow, the 2021 renewal tomorrow. Did she go on doing anything, Beaver? Can't remember. Uh, I think one of you after that. Yeah, might have strung, yeah, maybe. strung um, a couple together. <laughs> strung a couple together, won a few dollars, and mm. uh, turned out to be a fair horse, so... Uh, don't know. We'll be seeing any wings out of tomorrow's Oaks, but uh, there you go. Yeah. So she was uh, the yeah a, a previous uh, title holder in the uh, Group One tomorrow, which we'll get into at Eagle Farm. It is show us your tips. It is Pro Group Racing's preview show, looking at Eagle Farm and Rose Hill tomorrow afternoon. How's the week treated you, Beaver? Yeah, week's treating me well, mate. Um, nice to see the sun out. Uh, rain's rain's gone away, so. Uh, Hopefully a good day's racing in Sydney and a better day up at the Eagle Farm. Yeah, let's we'll kick off with Eagle Farm where it's uh, uh, dry. Uh, rails in the where are we yeah. here? Good. Dry. The rails in the two meter mark. Uh, not a lot of similar setups. The last one was, I believe, back in March, and it played a little bit up uh, up and off. So it was sort of on pace, but off the rails. That was a little bit wetter that day, but we'll. Uh, We'll see how we get through tomorrow. Uh, any thoughts on how the track might play or happy to, to watch and learn? Yeah, look, I think uh, for days like this, uh, given the sort of changing track conditions and the movement of the, the rail, I think you've got to sort of probably watch and learn a bit. But uh, I expect that it'll probably be pretty fair and, uh, yeah, probably just off the rails down the middle of the track. Uh, generally, you don't want to be too far back, I think, particularly in some of the, the, the more sprint-type races. Yeah. Any any confidence or shaken confidence in the Eagle Farm track after the last couple of weeks? Or yeah, look, it, it always worries me. These types of fields—they're really open fields mm. again there tomorrow with a lot of chances. Um, so it can be really tough to find um, find a winner. And for some reason, just some horses out of the ordinary here pull out really good runs uh, this time of year, and that's. That's always a little bit of a challenge as well, some of those sort of going into the winter winter months. Um, but you can also find some that don't have a lot of form in other states and go to Brisbane and perform really well. Yeah. Some of those Godolphin horses tend to grow a leg with some yeah. Queensland sun on their back. We'll kick off in the first, which That's is right. a benchmark 80 over the 1810. Do uh, you want to kick us away here, the King of the North? Yeah, look... Um, Probably a pretty tough race to start mm. start the day here. The eight hundred and ten meter uh, time on a benchmark eighty. 
Yes. Uh, look, the, the favourite Prince of Aragon, uh, I always say this time of year, winning form is good form. Um, but so it, it will be hard to beat. But I've gone for the um, the impressive last up wear in Massif uh, from the Wallace stable. Thought it was really good. It's it's format this time in was pretty ordinary down in Melbourne. Uh, but last start, drove through uh, one well at Ipswich. Again, not so much, not so sure about the Ipswich form into this, but a lot of these horses, um, you know, sort of come through that type of form lines and that type of setup. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping Massaf has um, taken some benefit from that. The Queensland Sun is, is helping it, and uh, Waller has it, Cherry Wright. I didn't realise that was it until the form. That was its first win in Australia. It feels like it's been around for eight years, Massif. And yeah, but it was it was a nice enough win, I suppose. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the yeah, favourite. So just going a bit left field. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Dad? Yeah, go mate. No, I'm just no, gonna no, go. With, gonna go with the favourite. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, charming in uh, on a slow tempo last start, and um, Craig Williams is stuck with it. Gate ten. Is probably the concern because if it is on pace, I think it's probably going to be back and last um, unless there's some real intent early. So uh, happy to stick there for now. See how the track's playing. It won't be a, a massive bet. Uh, I'll, yeah, what you said about Massive's breakthrough is probably right. Uh, Traduce has been going all right last two starts, but time between five weeks between runs was a concern there. So uh, I'll, I'll stick with the favourite and, and Beavers with uh, Massive off the breakthrough there. The 1,500-metre two-year-old, the Phoenix, is race two, a listed contest. I believe Cape Breton is staying in Sydney. Uh, did you have a thought? Yeah, scratched you. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk about that later. But did you? how are you looking at this race? I thought, well, I might as well lead away. The, um, I'm going with the volcanic rock form. Uh, Overman mm-hmm. was a bit of a spruik horse. It uh, beat all but it and was pretty good. Uh, last start at Rose Hill and... Uh, pestered the whole way and still held on quite well. I think it gets control here, and this is essentially a midweek uh, Queensland race. So happy to take the Metro Sydney form here uh, from Tudu Kako, who sat outside lead uh, last start and was pretty brave fighting on. Um, but uh, Craig Williams might make the ride the first two winners up there. How are you looking at it? Yeah, I've gone the same way here, Volcanic Rock. I think this looks super hard to beat. It was a good run last start. Overman's uh, got a little bit of ability, and it had to sit on Volcanic Rock um, last start, uh, where Volcanic Rock had to do all the work up front. Again, from gate four, probably uh, controls the race here. We know the Waterhouse stable likes their horses to go forward, so this will be in front. It's whether they can run past, so I'm happy to play this race on the horse that's going to lead and hopefully stick on. Beautiful. Uh, the next two, I'm in your hands here because uh, these are some uh, very Queensland races that I'm across all the form. So you can uh, guide me through the next two. Race three is the cutest gold 1,300-metre uh, race. Did you like any? Oh, look, I didn't like anything with any um, confidence. Some of these horses, they, they bob up um, every now and then. They've had probably – most of them have had better days. Mm-hmm. Um in the past, some of them, have, you know, haven't won for a while and don't win all that often. Um, I have come up with Red Chase, so I've just gone for the horse that has only had two runs so far this preparation. Um, it's third up, so it gets to should be should be ready to find its best here. Uh, the, the, I thought the last run was there was a little bit to like about that. It ran uh, sixth, uh, coming home nicely and hitting the line quite hard in the race one by. Emerald Kingdom, 
and Tafane obviously finishing second. Uh, was at big odds, uh, but showed a lot of improvement there. And it goes well um, sort of around this track, it's one four from 12, and just gets, I think this sets up okay for it, better the, the, the good track um, and the good draw. So I'm hoping it can sort of sit in a good position and uh, be there at the finish. Excellent. Uh, race four is a thousand metre uh, listed race as well. Uh, again, a very uh, Queensland race. <laughs> um, a lot of, as you said, uh, Queensland horses that may have uh, been around for a while. Could you separate into these? Um, a similar setup here, but I just think Boomtown Last, resuming, is the horse to go for, for here. I thought um, last preparation was pretty good. Uh, sort of last five or so starts. Um, was all in the money and raced against some good company. It's, uh, I think, first up, it beat Needle first up, last preparation. It's one, two out of five and three seconds. So it's five first up runs have all seen it finish um, first or second. And if you go back to its form, last preparation um, was less than a length behind the Odyssey uh, before it went out. Uh, a theory, uh, ran second to a theory. Um, so it's had some pretty good form in some pretty good company races last preparation. So I think if it's ready to go, this could be really good setup for it. Gate 10 kind of bothers me a little bit in a thousand meter race, but um, yeah, I think Boomtown Lass is a nice bet. Uzmanov, I'm just not quite sure of. It had one well last start and was impressive. Um, however, it had the sit on uh, Sugar Boom, who's a speedy squid. We've seen that now. Um, Look short to me around the two dollars. Prior to that, Seems very short. Seems very short, Usman. Yeah, so the, yeah. yeah, it's a, a little bit short for for me, but um, this probably sets up okay for it as well. And then some of the the others um, really hard to get a guide. To, you know, again, not a lot of not a lot of depth in this race. Uh, Spurcraft hasn't done much for a long time, and Doctor Zeus can run well fresh. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it probably looks a setup race for the Usman and Boomtown Lass. Uh, just just whether Boomtown Lass gets the right cover and um, is ready to go, but does go well fresh. The race five is the 1,200-metre Morton Cup, a group two, uh, and I can get back off the bench now and uh, maybe put some input into the show. I'm going to go with Splintex here, uh, the obvious, but um, cross the line with Vega 1 last start. That end probably worked harder, did all the chasing work behind Eduardo and um, was a pretty good run to still uh, battle away and... As I said, Crossline Vega, one who came out and won since, and um, pretty keen to back it, actually. I think this is the weakest race it's been in for a while. Uh, the main danger, if I had one, I'd say... I, I've been with it a while, but Wisdom Water was just held up at a key point, about 300 to go, chasing Kisakani last start, but I've probably had enough of that horse. So, yeah, I think Splintech's very hard to beat here. What are you saying? Yeah, I thought Splintech looked hard to beat as well, mate. Um it's as you said. It gets gets to the right race here, uh, gets the right draw. Bardo was super impressive last start. Um, it came home like you know a very good horse yep. and hit the line very well. Um, there was a lot of speed on in that race, and they did go pretty crazy, which did set it up for it. Um, so it's going to need the speed on here. I'm not quite sure where the speed comes from. I think probably um, wisdom of water and. Uh... Splintex will be close to leading this. Yeah, but I just don't know if it's going to, how quick that pace is going to be. Uh, yeah. Wisdom of Water is not, you know, as we've seen, it, it sort of 
Saturday more midfield last yeah, start. Last two starts didn't quite quite get quite. The, the run. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't know about the speed here, and that's probably why I've led to Splintex um, just in front of Varda. Um, I just think that the, the the place and the race setup might just give it a bit of slight leaning there, and um, but it's again Varda's got a bit of a weight pull, um, so we'll, yeah, Splintex Splintex on top for me there. Uh, race six is a listed uh, Spear Chief handicap over the fifteen hundred meters. Uh, you can go first here. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'll go first. I feel like that's a bit of a set. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Okay. I feel like it was a bit of a setup. <laughs> oh, are you suggesting that um, I'm taking the easy options? Yeah, you're not quite sure here. Um, no. I'm going to go for Charlize. Um, just love the way it performed at um, Sydney last start. I did say it was one of the two chances when it won last start. Prior to that, very good in Melbourne. A good win and then a, a very good second. Um, so I think again, uh, it's just in career best form, and for that reason, um, in a race that's uh, you know, again, not a lot of depth, uh, it's going to be there in the finish. Again, just probably need a little bit of luck in in the run. So Shelley's for me in a tough affair. Yeah, Shelley's probably should have won its last four. It was given none two starts back and just missed uh, against yep. a biased four starts back. Uh, I'm, I'm keen to favourite Groundswell. I went looking for a reason. It was terrible last start. Went looking to the stewards' report and saw those beautiful words, thumps. Uh, and second, first up off the thumps is a great uh, a great winning strike rate. I learned that back in the, all the way back to the Moshine days. But if you follow mares off the thumps, they tend to come out and run very well next start, whatever that means. I don't know why. Not a vet. Uh, Nash goes on, gets control, and uh, very hard to beat here, Groundsville. Um, talk myself into it being the best of the day, actually. Uh, like we said about Chalise and Louvois was a uh, very good last start as well, but yet keen on the leader there in Groundswell. Race number seven over the mile is the Magic Millions National Classic <coughs> for the girls. Uh, half a million dollar race here. All of our old favourites turn up. Uh, what are we going to do with this? It's a, it's an interesting little race. I um, that's a little beauty. Yeah, probably the race of the day actually. But uh, I'm going to. I've got to stick with uh, my girlfriend in good health. Dominant last start comes up here. Uh, the blinkers went on last start and it, it responded. It gets lead here, rolls forward, two thousand back to the mile at Eagle Farm. So if you can't make ground, it's going to be an advantage there. And around a seven, it was a seven dollar mark last night. I think it's a very good bet, and I think around a seven dollar mark nudge is a very good saver. It was the best finisher in the lead up. Oh, it was four dollars sixty nudge. Never mind. In good health, uh, yeah, seven dollars. They're the two old back in the race. Uh, I will see how the track's playing because Polly Gray, obviously, I've been with the last few starts. It's the concern with that is it's been at two thousand for quite a while and back to a mile. I don't mind mm. sort of up and back, but it feels like Polly Gray's been up a while to be fresh enough for this. But does get Nash uh, any cut out of the grounds and advantage? Um, I think they're the main three for me. What do you what do you make of the race? Yeah, I think you're right with Polly Gray, the step back in distance, and I think it's a genuine uh, two thousand meter horse. Yeah. I just don't think the sixteen hundred meter suits it. It's got fifty seven kilos, and yeah, I, I couldn't it couldn't get me. I've gone for Rock Clock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just got the right sprint uh, in a race like this to be right in the finish. Uh, last two runs have been outstanding. Uh, seems to seems to have uh, 
really found its form. Uh, this preparation and, and in previous preparations looked like it was a, a good horse with a bit of ability and I think uh, we're starting to see that now. So certainly like uh, Rock O'Clock. I thought Yamazaki, uh, I thought last run was really good. There was no pace on, um, went around the field, got to the front, um, not where it really wanted to be. And I thought it stuck on quite well. And, you know, Nudge was just given the right run and was able to sit on it there. I think that won't have to happen this time. And, and Yamazaki can come with a similar run to Nudge. And I think, um, given that, I think it actually can beat Nudge home yeah. um, in that sense. And, of course, your, your in good health is, is um, a huge chance. So I've gone rock o'clock to beat Yamazaki and in, in good health as the, as the, the two knockouts. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll never knock a jockey for trying something mid-race when it, it couldn't have won otherwise um, with Yamazaki. That was, yeah, that's right. It was never going to win if it sat there, so uh, all respect for that. And sometimes those mid-race sort of moves bring them on really well for the next run. So I like, I like what you've said there. Yeah. The Group 1 Queensland Oaks is the feature of the day of the 2200 metres. Uh, the last five years, Chris Waller's won three of them with Winks, Egg Tart and Youngstar. Over the over that time, he's got enough here to be very good. What's he got here? Six, seven, six. Uh, what do you like? It's tricky. Yeah. It's good race again. Um, trying to line some of this form up here. Bargain was good last week. Grayson Harmy, uh, not quite sure what to make of its run. It wasn't really given much of a chance last start. It was sort of caught wide and back in the field. Um so that was that was hard to get a line through, and I'm not sure how much that's taken out of it. You've got Juas resuming sort of after about six weeks off, I think, uh, but its form has been outstanding. In the, uh, uh, but yeah. I've gone for Champ Star. Okay. So I've gone for the for the New Zealand horse that had the one start here, uh, so placed in the New Zealand Oaks, um, and and I thought it, it stayed on well, really well last start in a you know race where a lot of them went over the sort of line close close together, only words, bargain and the likes. I think it can be further improved by that and I think we know it's a horse that will appreciate um, the extra 200 metres up to the 2200 here uh, and net natural improvement and Waller has obviously got an opinion of it having bringing it over from New Zealand and, and put it into a race like this. So for me, I'm going to put Charm Star on top um, Juas is is my next pick. Uh, it's very good um, in its last three starts, and it can run well. Um, and Grace and Harmony, a watch on. The run the race in the lead up was Isafar. It was three and four wide the whole way. Uh, took off top of the bend, hit the hit the lead early. Was still forced wide and still held him for second. And it's you're gonna get twenty dollars tomorrow. Uh, no problem with Luke Dickman riding either. He's um. I think around a 20 to 1 mark. It's a great bet here. Uh, Grayson Harmony, J Max sticks. So just um, half a flat run. I think it'll obviously Waller knows how to win this race. It'll be back to its best, which we saw first up at the Gold Coast and run really well. And the two I, I couldn't line up, yeah, Duas, and you can obviously line up through Bargain in that form. So it will run well. But Media Awards, the one, I guess, the, the one all the way outside the form, which won the Morphophil Oaks. And, uh, and pretty impressively, chimed in and run really well. Uh, I think oh, he's so far at the price to be my best result in the race, but Grace and Harmony uh, and Media Award, probably my other two results there. But I like what you've said is about the other one, when, you know, hard to line up all the Waller ones 
second up better for the run in Australia. I know I uh, get what you're saying, the Charm Star as well. Uh, but good race, good race, interesting race. Uh, we wrap the day up with race nine, which is the uh, listed Queensland Day Stakes, where I'm going to go with, uh, it did have sort of every advantage to win, but I'm going to go with Kisakano bouncing back to form. It, it came at the rails and, and chimed in pretty impressively, and uh, this isn't a strong race. Uh, I'm saying that form's better than sort of the Georgie's Pride form coming through the midweek stuff. How do you line it up? Yeah, look, um, I thought it was nice to see Kisakano get back to to um, its winning ways. It was a nice little win. But I just think, um, I think Georgie's Pride is a, is a nice little bet here. Um, it's, it's drawn wide, which means it does have to come across and, and lead, which it probably wanted to lead anyway. Uh, just hopefully it doesn't have to use up too much petrol to get to the front. And I just think it controls controls this race um, from the front here. I don't see too much other, uh, anything else taking it on. No. It's in great form. Uh, Jim Byrne aboard, he rates him well. And I'm hoping to get to the front and be too good. You might have a good day tomorrow, Jim Byrne, actually. He's got some nice rides. Um, no, cool. Very good. We need to do a quaddy up north. Uh, Maddie, Maddie's got the pen ready for the quaddy. Uh, you can lead us away here and we'll, we'll knock out a few in the quaddy. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, so first leg, uh, a pretty, pretty tricky race. So we'll be looking to try and stay in here. I've gone one, three, six and seven. Uh, in the next leg, I've gone for one, three, four, five, and seven. Uh, yep. The only one would be Polly Gray, but happy to. Uh, we're going to need a few spots later, I'm guessing, for this one. Yep. I think you might be right. Um, in the next leg, one, three, five, six. Eight. I would put Meteor Ward in just because I'm not sure how good it might be. <laughs> okay, you can chuck that in. Yeah, happy to come home skinny in this last one, actually, from what you've said. Yeah, I'm happy to come home skinny here as well. We can just go 11 and 12. Yeah, let's do that. Very good. Uh, let's give our, for progroupracing.com.au, my best of the day. I'm going to make it groundswell uh, for the reasons, I'm backing the thumps in again. And Nash, the value in good health, and I, I really like Issa Fire at the 20s as a bet. How about yourself, Beaver? Yeah, my best bet comes up in race nine, number 12, Georgie's Pride. Uh, I think it'll be super hard to beat. And my value bet comes up in race eight, number eight, Charm Star. Very good. Uh, for progretracing.com.au, check them out for the their free tips and extensive guides we will get into the card at rose hill gardens where i believe it's slow we did have a bit of rain yesterday hasn't hit heavy has it let me look up here rail was i think the four meter mark no, to soft soft so soft five, pretty good day in western city today i'm i'm thinking it probably given it's winter starts soft and may get a may reach sort of a dead by the end of the day uh six meter mark from the 1350 to the winning post four meters before that uh, on pace would be the way to pay the day, I suggest. Um, Cape Breton stays in Sydney in the first, which is a two-year-old race. Do you like it to lead us away at Rose Hill? Yeah, look, um, I do think it's going to be pretty hard to beat here. I think it's a good pointer that it, that's keeping it in um, 
in Sydney here. And as you said, I probably tend to think it might. I, I want to see the track, and for that reason, um, I think it's probably more likely to suit uh, the on-pace runners than, than the backmarkers. Um, so I'm going to stick with Kate Breton in the first, purely on the basis that um, leaders might have an advantage here and it's staying in Sydney, a little bit skinny. Um, but there doesn't look to be a lot of depth to the race of the Trident bunch. I thought Simba might be might be the main danger, uh, but it'll probably get back a bit. I thought the main danger for me, actually, and I don't generally do this, uh, coming from away form, is Humble Star. I think it's been pretty good, both at starts, it's run time. It looks like a horse that's going to get uh, better over further, but uh, around a double-figure mark, I'll have a, something small on. I think the favourite's very hard to beat. Did have everything in its favourite, Canterbury, but I don't think there's a lot beyond the top sort of three or two in this race. So I'll be playing both of them in the first. Race number two, the highway I am passing. Are you? Yeah, same for me, mate. I've got nothing in the highway. Race number three is the uh, 800 metres benchmark, 72. And... Um, I'm going to actually go with too much caviar here. Gets control of this race. Uh, not a lot of chases. It's an odd little race, but um, it's essentially midweek staying grade. Uh, it was pretty good last start. Beat the rest at Kenzo. It was only grabbed by Easy Camp Easy, who's a you know a fair enough Saturday horse, a, a decent enough horse compared to this. So I think can run well here. Uh, outside of that, I was just looking, if I'm going to play beyond that for, with exotics, I'd be looking to uh, away form. I'd be looking to Olympic class and Red Santa maybe with some different stuff, because I'm not sure the rest of this field is that strong. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, look, I've gone the same way. I've gone for too much caviar. I thought it was pretty good at um, its last start. Stuck on okay. Hope, hopefully the step up in distance, it can settle um, and control the race. Um, and if there is any leader bias, it's going to benefit from that. Wicklow was very good first up and is an overseas horse in the Wallace stable. So you've got to have a big watch on those horses. Um, but second up uh, could be a victim of that. Second up syndrome uh, for a stayer. But its first outing was pretty good at a midweek and now comes to town on a weekend. So you've got to, you've got to be respectful of that from the, the Wallace stable. So I've got too much caviar on top, but the only danger I think is Wicklow. The market tends to get, for whatever reason, the market tends to get the Chris Waller ones very right when there's these sort of lightly raced horses. If this gets smashed, yeah. I would suggest start following the money. If it's on the way out, uh, yeah, watch it. But, um, yeah, you've covered off Wicklow well, eh? Race number four is the benchmark 72 over 1,400 metres. All of this stuff is midweek level, essentially. Uh, did, you ha did you want to have a bet in this race? Um, I've gone for the uh, one down in the, the, the bottom of the weights, mate, um, number 15, Scream and Shout. Mm -hmm. um, really like the way that it's won uh, its two first up runs. Hopefully it gets a start. was well fancied at Kembla last start, uh, short price, but uh, one with some authority there. Um, it's been gelded, seems to, seems to have done the trick here. And prior to that was very good in a maiden, um, albeit at Goulburn. But some of those form lines are pretty good um, when it, when they come to town in races like this. So they've just, it's just been placed really well. One really well it's maiden, came back. Uh, one well at Kempler. And I think it can step through the grades here and continue to go um, from strength to strength. So for me, scream and shout. 
I um I assume that O'Shea is waiting for one of the Chris Waller horses to get scratched to pick up a jockey there. Um, just because <laughs> nothing entirely um, possible tends to happen. Uh, I thought Mensa Missile was really good last start. It was absolutely put to the sword by Born a Warrior. It, if uh, it didn't have the pest outside it, it, it probably finishes much closer. And I think we'll run very well again on the on the track, which will suit. Uh, Tycoonist, uh, and speaking of Chris Waller horses, uh, Kathy O'Hara's book, that's probably the one that's going to get scratched. But I talked about it last week, how it was second up off no trial, maybe a run early, and I wanted it third up. It's now third up, quick back up. So there's two ticks. Uh, Gate 11 and Kathy O'Hara, I've got a feeling, might be scratched the more I think about it. But uh, if it runs, it'll run well here. They're the two I want to play, and uh, we'll wait and see who jumps onto um, your pick there, Scream and Shout, which is probably going to end up being Kathy O'Hara. Um, we'll see how all that plays out. Race number five is the uh, 1,200-metre benchmark, 78. Uh, I... Don't particularly like the race. I defaulted to Ramstein because uh, it's well, it splits a uh, horse that's since come out and run quite well, didn't it? Let me look here. Uh, Iron Power was yeah, good. The third horse has run well since. Uh, it'll get lead here, and there's not a whole lot of chases. I had a couple of looks at Royal Banquet because I, I really like Blake McDougal, and the horse did some okay things last start, but it was under the whip in its trials. And I'd, if it had a trial better, I'd probably be keen to back it, but I'm, I'm probably going to watch that tomorrow and just stick with Ramstein. How about yourself? Yeah, I thought the same uh, as you there, mate. So this is a true winter special mm. uh, race. And I, I, I lent the way you did for exactly the same reasons you did. So uh, the on-place Ramstein um, should lead here and um, the rest of the chasers have to run past it. And it's probably going well enough to, to hold on. So pretty even. Race, um, but just leaning to Ramstein here, but outside of it, it's a pretty open market. Yeah, race number six, 1500 benchmark 78. Uh, where are we here? You can lead us away because um, probably know what you're going to tip. Yeah, look, I've gone for Great House here. Okay. Um, I think it's just a horse with uh, it's. Its form's pretty good um, mm. around yeah, not, uh, not. some pretty average, uh, some pretty good fields, and this is a pretty average field. Uh, I, th- I think it can actually run really well. The fifteen hundred meters suits uh, does have a decent turn of foot, and Tommy Berry aboard uh, looks like a nice setup. Drawn the fence, um, just hopefully it doesn't get stuck there. But uh, yeah, good chance in a pretty open race. Uh, I'm with. Yeah, I'm with Love Tap. It was given absolutely no none at first up. Uh, sat wide, made pretty good ground late. Fifteen hundred was suit. I think it can just about lead this. There's not a lot of pace here, and um, be the one to beat. That's that was I think a listed race back to seventy eight grade, and uh, it was running around in group group two stuff and group one stuff last prep. Big drop in grade. Uh, great house promised a lot. You just don't know. Gate one, it probably runs here. Tommy Berry, I'm suggesting probably intent. Just sometimes these Waller ones, we get excited about a setup more than the race Chris Waller has in mind. Um, but yeah. we'll see again. Again, I think the money, oh, the money will either come if it's ready to go or it won't if it's not. Um, only two horses I could possibly entertain in the race, really. Yeah, look, I, I was a bit 
concerned about Love Tap. I don't think, yeah, look. Disappointed? May have had a little bit of excuses first up. I was a bit disappointed with the run. And I, it worries me that a horse that had such good preparation on it last start, they take it to Brisbane. So you can only assume that it was going to Brisbane for a few starts, yep. not just one start. Didn't perform that well, and then they brought it back to Sydney. So does that mean uh, they're not so sure about its ability or was that always the intention? And that's the bit that um, I question. Um, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't imagine them. to take it up then. To particularly the Gold Coast, I couldn't imagine them have gone there to then not run deep into the carnival. So that that's fair enough too. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. So whether so yeah, it just worries me whether they didn't think it was um, a good run and it might be better back at home against uh, a, a, a lot less quality yeah. and depth, um, and that may be the case because this race has less depth and it may be good enough to win that. But it's a little bit of a question mark for me as to uh, where a- it's at. Absolutely, no respect that. Uh, we kick off the quaddy at Rose. No, we don't. This is race seven, the Winter Cup, uh, with all of our favourites. Beaver, they're all here. Going around again, up to 2,400 metres this time. Uh, the result of that was I did my default and looked for the 2,400 metre lead-up, which was Stockman. Uh, pretty good run chasing. Uh, no compromise last time. Uh, quick back up here. It's now third run in three weeks. And uh, with the setup, I'm just leading that way over. Parry Sound, who probably, probably has to be favourite, but just doesn't win. And... Um, Beyond the rest, if it's really wet, we know Wugos going to be backed. Uh, I don't really want to talk about anyone else in this race. So, did you have anything you want to talk about? Yeah, absolute garbage field. Um, yeah, I, I came. I, I just thought that come down to the last two in the two in the market. I think Parry Sound. I think it was solid last start, and and it did lose to I think it was Polly Gray. Yeah. Um, in a bit of a ding dong down the the straight, and I thought it let down okay there. And it's only got 54 on its back here. I think the race sets up. I think there's a fair bit of pace in this race. Uh, Inverloch's going to want to lead. Wugok's going to want to lead. No, it's um, order. So I don't think they're going to they're going to loaf along. Um, Stockman's drawn gate 16, so it's probably going to have to go back or, f- or all the way forward. And I just don't see it. it's going to have to hope the other two go over and it can get in behind them somewhere. I just think it sets up okay for Parry Sound. And obviously Knight's Order is the fresh horse on the scene. Only had two starts. Uh, both have seen continual improvement. And um, gets out here to to a better distance. But uh, Parry Sound uh, beat at home uh, comfortably last start. But uh, obviously extra, extra um, fitness here. Uh, so it could run well. But Parry Sound for me... Uh, race number eight over the 1,800 metres, benchmark 94. Uh, what do you like? Oh, mate, <laughs> this is hard. Look, this I am. Um, super, 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 super hard. I ended up I ended up just going back to the, I liked the Winter Moobras last time. It chimed in pretty nicely. Uh, having to chase from a long way out and um, probably gets the same setup here. Bottega's always been one of mine, sort of been flapping about a bit, finally gets out to 800 metres, uh, is the other danger, but I don't really, um, and Pandano's not a bad horse, but I, um, you just didn't have a lot of luck at Scone, but yeah, I, I'm not going to be 
outlaying a great deal of money on this race, I suggest. What about yourself? Yeah, I went for number 17, Monster Sisu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to get control up front, likes to, likes to run along. Uh, only has 50 kilos on its back. First two runs of the, this prep have been pretty good. Um, so I'm just banking on it with gate 12. It's going to come up. It's going to jump out, run, run and run. And I'm hoping they try and uh, Louise Day tries and steals this. And it's got a bit of a lead on the, on the corner and just tries to hold on uh, with the lightweights. So uh, around $11 mark, I reckon it's not a bad play in a race like this. Uh, what you see is what you get with Monsu Sisu. Um, it'll go, it'll go like the wind, and it does pop up and, and win a race this time of year, and uh, seems to be in okay uh, form. Race number nine is the uh, Rose Hill Bowling Club Benchmark Seven Eight over twelve hundred meters. I would probably prefer to be at the bowling club by this stage of the day. I have n- nothing to say beyond I think Hellenism's over the odds. It's a highway horse, but it, it was quite good first up, I thought. It's about 15 bucks, but uh, what does it all mean? I don't know. Do you have a, a firm opinion? No, I didn't have I didn't have much of an opinion at all here. I thought this was probably the hardest race I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and I really couldn't find anything. So you wouldn't want to be... Uh, you wouldn't want to be down to your last chasing at this point in time. Um, yeah, if I had to go for a pick, um, maybe something around the, the $10 mark in instant attraction might be a, a nice little play, but, uh, yeah, tough race. All righty. Uh, we'll do a Sydney Quaddy. Uh, I'll run through this and see what we've got. Uh, let's go. Leg one, I'm going to go two, love tap, five, great house. Six Saigon, I leaves him out, uh, so I can have my egg on my face early. Uh, eight Parry Sound, eleven Stockman, twelve Knights Order, one Inverloch. What do you reckon, Inverloch? Yay or nay? Tommy Berry leading. Yeah, gotta have it in. Yep, cool. Uh, two Batega. Rich last Yes, true. Yeah, very good. Uh, who was good last week? Batega number two in the third leg. Six Pandano, twelve Muberis. 17 Montu Sisu and we'll come home with wow uh, 4 Starla 6 Majestic Shot 8 Exotic Rudy 9 Lady Banff 10 Instant Attraction 11 Saha 12 Expat and 13 Hellenism so you may as well go to the field if you were feeling really brave there um, that's a lot in the last so I didn't write down the percentage uh, for Pro Group Racing your best and value at Rose Hill on a fine Western Sydney afternoon uh, uh, my value comes up in race eight, and that is number 17, Monsieur Sisu. And my best comes up in race seven, number eight, Parry Sound. I'm going to make my value tycoonist if it runs. Uh, I think it'll run well, and I'll make my best love tap. I'll give it a give it a second chance this one time. Uh, don't forget to check out progroupracing.com.au for their free tips and extensive guides. Jump on all our socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, find us as well on Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere. Good podcasts are found. Leave some comments like uh, Timmy does each and every week. Tells us how bad we're going all the time. Thanks, Tim. It's great for our algorithm. It's good. Um, keep sticking around. We'll find you a winner one day. Uh, all around the rest of Australia, have you got anything else at Morfittville or Flemington? 
Yeah, I did did have a quick look at down at Flemington, uh, Daggy, and I did come up with a few down there. I like race two, number two, Lavina. Thought it was extremely unlucky last start. Um, don't worry about the five next to its name. It'll run well. Uh, race three, number 12, Chief Altony. Uh, was super impressive last start. I think it can continue on its winning way. Um, and later in the day, I did have... Um, let me just, I thought uh, the one from one four-leaf riot was very good in its first run. Um, and I think it presents good value later in the day. So there's my three down at um, Flemington. I have nothing to add because you just took all my bets. So uh, do what Beaver said. Uh, interested to see the daughter of Black Caviar goes around uh, in a two-year-old. We'll yes. watch her. Uh, and we'll close the day out. Morpheville Race 9, number one, Canford. Just now, Blate is flying and will run very well uh, in that race to close the day there. Good job, Beaver. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. I uh, might see you for a beer tomorrow if you're free. No kids and no... And I'm biffing the missus off to netball, so we might sneak out for a beer and do that. Sounds like a plan, uh, mate. thought you'd never ask. Oh, no, no. I think you owe me one, don't you? Um... <laughs> What's that look Back for? All right. Uh, good job, mate. Good luck, punters. And we will catch everyone uh, for our midweek preview uh, on Tuesday night. Catch you then.